Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. But right now, and of course he's very much been a part of the show, lovely to catch up with Darren Rowe, our dog behaviourist. Merry Christmas, Darren. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Richard. How are you? Lovely. Yeah, well, thank you. Now, which part of the country are you? You're in Waikato? We're, we're, down, in, we're down in Waikato, which is uh, it's quite sunny at the moment. Good. Looking much changeable now. <laughs> I was going to say, I love the way you say at the moment. <laughs> I think New Zealanders can ha- add that to that conversation. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, oh. but anyway. Yeah, uh, yesterday, well, yesterday we had everything, literally in about 10 minutes. It was is that right? <laughs> yep. Um, but you get, the, you get the humidity as well, don't you? See, I'm in Christchurch and we don't get the humidity, oh, or very rarely. So I, I know you, yeah, you get no, it up there. It can be quite, um, quite stifling, actually, sometimes, so... Yes, that's, yeah, that's, I can't even spell it. That's how we're not used to it down here. Um, <laughs> if you'd l- like to send a text through any, uh, you know, any questions about dog behaviour or dogs, or if you're looking at, you know, getting a puppy for Christmas, that sort of thing, feel free. You can text 3920 or you can call 0800 747. But something I'd love to start with, Darren, and that is, is the dog still man or woman's best friend, would you say? Yeah. Well, it's quite funny because over the last sort of couple of years, I've noticed this decline in in tolerance, I guess, with the dogs. Oh. And, and dogs always been our best friend, hasn't it? It's been around us for years. And and um, I mean, I don't know a lot about sort of the Maori culture, but certainly I know that the Curry, the dog, the original Polynesian dog, was one of the first uh, dogs to come to New Zealand. Same size as the border collie. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one, Richard. Um, no. There was quite a big hunting dog, um, quite okay. a sort of very powerful jaw, and it was used a lot for hunting and. And I guess then became the sort of the, the pet dog. So a lot of the dogs that we've got at the moment are, are sort of crossbreeds from from the curry dog and the sort of European sort of dogs that came over later on. But that was back in the 13th century. So they reckon that the first curry came over on the on, on the um, on the walkers um, in the 13th century. That long so we've ago. Got quite a long link. With, yeah, we've got quite a big link with dogs in, in New Zealand, haven't we? Um, sure. In that sense. But nowadays, there's something like 550,000. Registered dogs in New Zealand. Registered dogs in New Zealand. Is that right? Most of those are pet dogs. I, that yeah, is that's amazing. that's 11% of our population. Gee, that is, that <laughs> is, huge, is so. It? it is. So one in 10 is what you're saying. Well, families or Pretty people. Much, yeah. Or, yeah. Have a have dog. A dog yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, I wonder how and cats that, compare. Hmm, interesting. Oh, I'm not sure about cats. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of wild cats out there, isn't there? So it's a bit hard yeah. one, I guess. Um, but, but that has a massive impact on our community, doesn't it? And our cultures. Because the dog is is so well placed in uh, in every household, um, that, yeah. so yeah, so really important. They they play a, a real positive, really important role in our in our cultures and communities. Which Definitely. which is fabulous, isn't it? Do you think? I mean, listening to those stats, are we owning dogs more now than ever before? Would you say? Um, I think there's been a gradual incre- increase. As if you look at the sort of year-on-year increase. It's been a gradual uh-huh. increase. I, I know there's definitely been an increase during lockdown. People have gone yeah. and got dogs, but there's also been a lot of dogs <clears throat> sorry, relinquished back to the rescue centres now that we're not in uh-huh. lockdown, which is a very sad state. It is um, sad, but, isn't it? Um, there's a place called, um, I don't know if you know it, down in the South Island, Huranui. It's called the dog capital of um, New Zealand. It's 421 dogs per 100 people. That is, I know it well, people. actually. Like per thousand people. Let's get it right. I missed the zero. Per thousand people. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, that could be tricky. <laughs> that is, that is a massive yeah, no, amount. Per thousand people. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's not heavily populated, the Huranui, lovely part of the country. No, it's, not, it's, but a, it's, it's a very rural no. property, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, and a lot of rural, um, 
lot of rural um, councils don't have any limits on the amount of dogs you can have in the rural properties, I guess. Um, yeah. The Waikato, um, I'll, I'll talk about Waikato. I didn't get to Christchurch, unfortunately, I haven't realised that. Um, but the Waikato, there's 78,000 people and mm. 13,000 odd dogs in the Waikato. Um, and that's 175 per capita, so that's per thousand again. So that's um, uh, in the rural area again, I guess. Um, yeah, oh, yes. Um, mm -hmm. 83,000 people and 11,000 dogs. Okay, I'm just trying to do my um, maths. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I suppose Ashburton's not far from you guys, but that's um, 34,000 and 6,000 odd dogs in there. But then you go to Auckland, you've got, what, 1.5 1, 1. million people in Auckland, I think it's roughly right yep. now, and there's 106,000 yep. uh, dogs. So we're talking, you know, a lot of dogs in this country, aren't we? Uh, we really, really, um, we're a nation of dog lovers. Which is great. That, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's really, that's, that's fantastic. Now, what I've got, I've just got a text actually from um, David here saying, Hi, Darren, I have a one and a half year old heading dog. He is not fixed. He's a very friendly dog, great around other dogs and children. But he's started to get, uh, he's starting to uh, lead aggression towards other dogs, mainly males. When I don't let him approach them or go up to them, he gets frustrated and very aggressive. David, what would the reasoning be there, Darren? David's yeah, asking. Yeah, so, so that that one year old and um, one and a half year old, they're going through it's that um, teenage year, unfortunately, that puberty. Right. <laughs> so you can imagine there's hormones racing around the body where the body's changing, especially if it's in fire. Um, yeah. Being in fire doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be aggressive, but it just means that that puberty time can be a little bit up and down. So um, it's it's really about making sure that they've had that socialization when they're younger and hopefully it sounds like he has but if he's on the lead when he's meeting other dogs then that is that frustration because they want to go and play with them <clears throat> um but it will be just that testosterone um kick that he's having and it can last for a heading dog it can probably last he's about two so you just need to be a bit careful around that time with those dogs to not put them in situations where they're going to feel intimidated or scared and then feel they have to be aggressive um you can look at um chemical sterilization Okay. Um, one of my dogs recently, not my dogs, but one of my clients' dogs has just had that. And it means they don't take anything off, they don't cut anything out, um, but they just put a chip in there and it just takes the testosterone level down. So that might be something you can uh, have a chat with your, um, your vets about. It's not the most not the most cheapest thing in the world, but it, it might be a better option. Than I was going to say, yes, yeah, it's, it's worth the investment by the sound of things. Mm. Yeah, okay, it's an ongoing thing, though, so we need to do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm hearing you. 3920 is the text. Any comments, any queries about perhaps your dog or if you're looking at uh, getting a dog, feel free to get in touch with Darren. He's with us uh, right up until around half past 10. You can call if you like, 0800 or simply flick a text on 3920. Now, another thing I'd love to touch on, and that is uh, as an owner... Um, you need to give your dog... What, what is an owner, I should say? You need to give your dog. Yeah. What do you need to do? Yeah, so there's a couple of things as a dog owner you need to be thinking about, and it's, it all comes under this um, Animal Welfare Act in 1999. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty basic, really. You need to give, make sure your dog has sufficient food. Um, massive uh, uh, topic for another day. Make sure it has sufficient water. And that's not just rainwater, that's like fresh water. Um, yes. Adequate shelter. Now, that's not just a, a small kennel outside, in my opinion, that's falling apart. That's a proper um, means of getting away from the sun. It's more the sun that's the problem in New Zealand than it is the rain. Dogs don't right. really care about the weather as about the rain, but they certainly care about the sun, especially the white dogs, because they can get skin cancer. Of course. Yeah, yeah of um, course. The next one, yeah, yeah, the, the, and that's a big problem in New Zealand, isn't it? You can get um, sun yeah. cream to put on them as well. <laughs> so well worth doing that. Oh, I didn't know is, that. Um, okay, great. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get, and they're all sort of like healthy, probably better for your asking as well, to be honest. So, <laughs> the, the other one, and this is a, a bit of contentious one in the world, Animal Welfare Act, actually, it says the opportunity to display normal patterns of behaviour. And normal patterns of behaviour are being able to run around, being able to play, being able to um, uh, bark, because that's a natural behaviour for a dog. And there's a bit of contention there, isn't there, because we have this intolerance yes. of dogs barking. But it is yep. in the Animal Welfare Act that dogs are allowed to display those natural behaviours. So, Talk about that a bit more later, maybe. Um, yeah. Physical handling, um, uh, so that you can actually handle them if they're in distress. And remember, the animal welfare is all about making sure that those animals are looked after and not not in pain. So the the SBCA um, do a great job. Um, it would be great if they had more money; they could do a better job. We think of the SBCA normally as like. Um, adopting out kittens and puppies but actually their main role is about animal welfare and it's about the inspectors going out and doing the job and, and there's not very many of them in New Zealand to be honest not enough to do the oh, I was going to say not, an, not enough the dogs that we've got yeah uh, I was thinking of dogs and hot cars yeah yeah when you think family dogs are great um, and particularly in Waikato I know we're, we're quite stretched at the moment because it's such a massive place um, yeah. so yeah. so yeah please do give the SBCA to do that to make sure they can do that job because they are the only welfare um, place Yes, of so, course. Yeah. Big, big responsibility. And then, um, so what about, you know, you, you want to get um, protection, that sort of thing, um, you know, yeah. against injury and disease. How, what's the best way there? Oh, so just just regularly watching your dogs, making sure that they're okay, right. looking at seeing behavioural changes, get them to the vets, get a behaviour yep. statement like myself if there's a problem. But just just really being vigilant, isn't it? And, and also looking underneath the bellies because that's where the problems happen. We don't tend to look underneath there. That's when we get skin problems and that sort of stuff. And they can just take um, off but, like that. I can, yeah, I can imagine yeah. it would just take off. Actually, Darren, I'm just going to have to just hold it there just for a moment. I've got to take a short break, but Kayla will come to you in just a moment and uh, also a couple of texts coming through as well. Darren Rowe is with us, dog behaviourist, taking a look at your dog. Uh, any co comments or questions? But uh, we've been talking all sorts, the, the, you know, in terms of generically talking about dogs as well. But anything you'd like to add, feel free to do so. Back with more shortly here on Magic Talk. It is 16 past 10. The sun's shining. Well, it is where I am. Hopefully it is wherever you are in the country as well in the lead up to Christmas. Darren Rowe is with us, dog behaviourist. Darren, I've got uh, Kayla, who's got a question for us this morning, joining us. Kayla, Merry Christmas. Go ahead, please. Merry Christmas. Morning, Thank you. I'll, good morning. I'll try and keep it short because I realise a radio show is not 10 pages or 10 hours long. That's um, right. And I'm calling in because I'm very concerned in the Waikato about a new bylaw that the council is trying to pass, which has a lot of facets to it which concern us and the public, including uh, banning dogs from cemeteries, abolishing some off-the-lead dog areas, making a lot more areas on leash, no dogs in the town streets and prohibiting rural owners, even on lifestyle blocks and farm blocks, from having more than two dogs without a permit. Um, we've started a Facebook page called WDC Bylaw Concern and Submissions Group and we've had a lot of feedback from the public and I've actually personally had a lot of personal messages from very distressed members of the public, very, very frightened at the news that they may need their neighbour's permission to have more than two dogs. 
And if they already have two, they're very, very frightened about what's going to happen to their dogs if the bylaw comes through and they don't get on with their neighbour. I've just had an elderly gentleman message me this morning very distressed because he visits his wife's grave with his toy dog and he actually says that on top of visiting his wife, the cemetery is one of the few places he feels he can take a small dog where it's safe. Um, I do understand people may have concerns about dogs pooping and things like that and that's obviously Mm. an issue that needs to be addressed. Once Mm. again, there's always a few people that ruin it for everyone else. Um, And I guess one of my big concerns is that Waikato uh, District Council seem to just be very anti-dog. They're saying that they have dogs' best interests at heart, but their complaints are based on just seven households in five years, 156 dogs in total out of 15,000 registered dog owners. Um, Yeah, as a group, we love dogs, we care about dogs, we want them to be part of family life, we feel they should be out in the sunshine with families, Mm. Um, obviously being well-behaved and well-controlled. Were you aware of this, Darren, that Kayla's brought up this morning? Um, I did see in the the papers, yeah, there was an article there, I didn't think it went that far actually, but um, it kind of starts to um, bring in that whole idea of, 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 you know, is our dog our best friend again, is it? Or are we just trying to mm. marginalise people with yeah. dogs? It sounds like that. I mean, that's some pretty, pretty, I don't want to use the word draconian, but almost, I don't know, is that the same um, outside of New Zealand? Uh, sorry, in, in other parts of New Zealand? It'd be nice to get some people to phone up to see if there's... Yeah, it would be, actually. Or, yes. You know, and it seems pretty, pretty harsh. Is it, as far as I'm aware, two dogs is um, the same as a, a town, isn't it? And certainly town and rural are very different, aren't they? Or certainly the mentality should be very different for the court. And I'm yes, just thinking with it. Yeah, you gave those numbers. Sorry, just interrupt, Kayla, because you gave those big numbers. How many dog owners yes. and registrations there are in the in the Waikato as well, Kayla? You both did actually. Uh, to clarify, sorry, too. There, um, WDC Council doesn't just cover Waikato. Well, unless it's classified as Waikato, this has also created quite a bit of confusion with the public. It covers Pocono, Tuakau, and anywhere that pays rates to WDC. So it's actually an extremely large area. Um, mm. Yeah, very large. That's part of Auckland or part of Auckland as well, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. Once again, the council hasn't really come forward with very clear Mm. information, which is another reason we're concerned. Uh, For example, the letters that they're giving to the public and putting on flyers don't mention that you need neighbour consent. They don't mention that the complaints they're talking about are over a five-year period and people just assume it's a one-year period. They don't mention that the council records say they've had about 3,000 dog complaints and only 156 related to households with more than three dogs. What's the percentage um, I'd love to know out of that? It's, it seems it low. It works out about something like 0.003% mm. of the three dog households. So oh. we feel that it's actually a very prejudiced policy against dog lovers and breeders and hunting groups. Um, and like you say, a lot of people move to the country. They've got their five-acre block. They've got their four or five dogs. You know, not many people have 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 dogs. That's a highly unusual uh, event Mm. and would usually be put towards a breeding basis. But uh, we feel, you know, to say anyone who has more than two dogs is excessive knee-jerk reaction to the whole situation. Kayla, we might have an update as well with our next caller. I'm not, I'm not sure just if it's yeah, similar sure. around other parts of, of the country. I, I just want to bring in Tracy here, Darren. Uh, Tracy, Merry Christmas. Good morning. How are you this morning? Christmas to you, Kate. Thank you. Thank you. Now, 
are you whereabouts in the country are you? I'm in Hamilton, and I actually started the Facebook page because I oh. got a letter from the council telling me that I was going to have to permit my dogs if I had more than two of them, and that concerned me, but I was also really concerned that they put this letter out just before Christmas, and I was really worried that this was going to get rammed through without people having appropriate time to consider what, what the, the changes meant for them. So I thought, actually, let's see who is concerned about this as well as me, and it's been fairly overwhelming in two weeks. What sort of response have you had? What sort of comments, Tracy, on Facebook? Um, main, well, there's two things. People are very concerned that they're losing carts. Like, there's not that many off-lead areas for dogs anyway. 24 in the Waikato District Council area. They're taking away seven, adding two, one of which is temporary. Many of these areas are not suitable. I understand why they're removing them. But they're also mm. doing, making no effort to replace or improve what we already have. So I think that that's a really big failing on the part of the council. Um, people are also really concerned about the permitting issue. You know, people, most people haven't got bad dogs. They've got maybe three, four dogs or they may do agility and have agility dogs so they've got a few more. They're good owners doing the right thing with their dogs and all of a sudden they're going to have to ask their neighbours permission, have the council turn up and inspect their properties which they've had no issues with. It's also a big resource for the council. You know, this is our rate as money being spent for the sake of an ex- of seven households that had complaints about them over five years. Yes, that's right. Now, you mentioned draconian measures, you thought, here, Darren. What do you think can be done at this point in time? And we've yet to hear from other parts of the country and what's going on there, but uh, are hands tied? Um, I I guess it's down to um, public opinion, isn't it? I I think, I guess people with dogs need to, I I guess there's a submission period that we need to do. So I think it's number really something at the end of January or something, you need to get some submission in about it. So really just get... Get, you know, get all those views in and, and, and let the council know how you feel. Remember, there's a lot of dog owners in the Waikato, yeah. isn't there? And surely they should be, they say, should be allowed to, to have an opinion and, and influence some of Tracy, the things that are, yeah. are being proposed, I guess. In your view, Tracy, do yeah. you think it's a minority that's saying here, mm, you know, we don't want these dogs, they're out of control? Is it a minority in the Waikato? I think it's the, um, my opinion, my personal opinion, is the council have a problem and that they have a few households that they don't seem to think they can manage any other way. And the council, the animal control team are pushing this because it gives them um, a, a tool to control what is effectively seven households out of the whole rural population. Mm. Mm, yeah, OK. So, oh, gosh, all right, well, let's talk about watch this space, but uh, I'm sure your voices will be heard. Go ahead, Darren. Uh, open a can of worms there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that, that's it. No, 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 Tracy, and also Kayla, who's who's listening in on this conversation as well. Um, I do appreciate your time and, uh, again, wasn't aware, and I wonder how many others aren't aware, and we can hear the passion in your voice, and let's hope that uh, something is done and that um, there may be I, reverse... Sorry, Go ahead. Just, just briefly say, but under the Dog Control Act, the council's obliged to notify all registered dog owners of this change. And there's still a lot of people, and what we're, I'm not sure what the date is today, but two, three weeks down the line, who still have not received notification from the council. And um, that's quite concerning, but people don't know about it. Mm, yeah, that's, that, is, that is a real worry. We're going to have to leave it there, Tracy, for now, but thank you for coming to the phone and uh, expanding on what uh, Kayla had already mentioned as well. It is 25 past 10. Yeah, that's, that's uh, tricky, all right, Darren. Uh, voices need yeah. to be heard. And, um, I've, oh, hang on, we're just getting some more texts coming through. I'll move on from that particular one, though. This one here, Darren, says, Our dog can't contain his excitement at times and starts chasing and biting his tail at, uh, at times as a result, what can we do to help him stop that? 
also really important that you interrupt that behaviour. It's become an obsessive behaviour. Dogs do that when they get frustrated and get stressed out or just get totally overexcited. And it's a self-rewarding uh, behaviour. So you have to interrupt it and then redirect into something else. It's really important because they can start to then chew their tail and eat it. Um, so you don't want to get into that. So literally hold on to the collar, interrupt, then throw a toy or a ball so they can redirect into something more, more appropriate. But really right. get onto that one. Especially yeah. if it's a herding dog or a collie or something like that, it's an obsessive behaviour you want. Yes, okay. And is it, okay, I was going to say, is it more likely in certain breeds, or you've just given an example, herding dogs? But certain breeds, yeah, certain breeds um, do like to chase their tails. Um, yeah. Particularly the, the herders will spin around. Some of the smaller dogs quite like it, but, it, but we kind of encourage it because we think it's really good, but actually it's not. It's really quite bad for the dogs. <clears throat> right, so okay. Don't encourage it, but interrupt it, redirect into something else, definitely into a toy or something like that. Yep, good. Uh, not too long ago, sadly, our family lost a border collie, much loved, didn't quite make 10. Which Is that quite young? Mm. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I would say, actually, because border collies, um, most of our border collies have gone to a sort of 15 or 16, I would say, definitely. Right, um, yeah. So I'd, I'd say 10 was relatively young. Did, did he have a sort of an, an, a disease or something like that? Yes, he did. Well, what would happen is all of a sudden he might be out running and then he would freeze on the spot and then waver, like a, as, a, as if a strong wind was blowing him and found out yeah. there was something on the brain. Yep. Yeah, I can say that sounds like some sort of um, tumour or something like that. Yes, um, yes. That's normally a sign of, of going senile, um, dementia and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, well, that's, oh, God, yeah we, I'm not quite, I think that's quite rare. I, think I, I wondered that too because we looked yeah. online, we, you know, and we spoke to the vet, and who also said yes, it is rare. But we picked it up when he was three or four, and it wasn't. No oh, one right. could tell us, and so we oh, knew gosh. not to run him too much. Um, yeah, tough, gorgeous, mm. big heart, and you know, missed. Oh, that's hard for a border collie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, mm. someone here's just saying. Oh, thanks. That was very helpful. There we go. In regards to the discussion, what's going on in the Waikato. We haven't heard if it's taking place in other parts of the country. But just want to finish off our conversation, Darren, what, what we were talking about, the Dog Control Act and the like. Um, what about officers? What sort of power do they have, dog control officers? Yeah. So, so um, first of all, I guess people. So people need to make sure they're, they're carrying out the right thing. So if they've got a dangerous dog, they need to be muzzled all the time and leashed. Sure. Right? And if you've got a menacing dog, and these are categories that the council have, have deemed your dog for whatever reason, I say. But you need to make sure that you are muzzling and leashing your dogs if you've got those dogs. The, the officers, um, they've got the power to, to seize unregistered dogs, okay, um, that have attacked or something like that. So they can come into your property and they can get an unregistered dog. And they can um, seize a private uh, dog on private land where the dog is not constrained or under the control of a person over 16 years. And if that dog has been on the property, not under control, okay, so it's like roaming at large. And, I, and I've just read that on the Dog Control app. So, so oh, they've got okay. limited powers, I guess, to go in and, and do that. Yep. Um, so, right. yeah. So the so dog control, uh, if there's a welfare issue, you know, I think they have um, other powers under that welfare act that they can that come in what, and that, if they, yeah, if they deem it's a welfare way. problem. I see. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, that's... but I think the SPCA need to, I think they might need the SPCA with them. I'm not sure. Okay, um, so that... I that one. Yep, yeah. sure. I think, Just I, to finish, I can I, Darren, problem. sorry interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt you there. Just to finish off with a text here. Just got another one coming through. Hi there, Darren. I have a seven-month-old blue healer. She has a piercing, squealing bark when she gets excited, which is a lot. How do I stop this? Thank you. Oh, well, that's a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> um, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think that's, um, that's just part of your dog. I, I think you want to be 
sort of maybe moderating or managing their excitement, their excitement levels. That might be a better way of doing it. Um, and again, I'm always, if it's a healer or if it's a working dog, always redirect into some kind of toy and get that kind of excitement out. I would take it as a compliment. She's just really pleased to see you and really pleased to be working you with you. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's real, a real hard one. So we had a border collie, just getting back to that, was trained and barked a lot, very young, just a few months old. And the trainer said, okay, just put some stones or pebbles in a plastic, you know, lemonade bottle. Yep. So the do- and then, so as soon first bark, just hit it on the ground and initially went into shock and hardly ever barked since. Yeah, the problem is that your dog could have lived in fear of you for the rest of your life. Of that. Yeah, well, there's potential so for that too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so I don't recommend those kind of like they're called aversives, and, and science has moved on ah. an awful lot, and, and so they're not the they're not the best things to use. Um, they might work if the relationship damage the relationship you do to your dog. The problem as a um, traumatic experience because they're very board collies are incredibly noise sensitive, so that would have really hurt her ears. Yeah, um, well, uh, she might certainly. Have looked at you and thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not, not the best thing to do. <laughs> the condition in the end. No, that's hey, well. Thank learn. you, Darren. That's life, well, life and moves that's, on, and, and we learn new things. That's the way. That's what science is all about. So. Yeah, well, that's that's true. Well, Darren, thank you so much uh, for your assistance this morning and the, the callers and texters as well. I appreciate you coming on, Dick. Have a lovely Christmas, and we'll catch up again in the new year. Thank you. Yeah, we'll Darren do. Darren Rowe, awesome. do- dog behaviourist, with us. Thank you. See you now. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on the Mindful Dog giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.